Hello, it's Mike McDavid, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church here on December the 3rd. My goodness, the year's about gone, isn't it? But if you would, turn with me to Romans. If you would, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're going to start here in verse 35 through 39. And have a word of prayer. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, thank you for the day you've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you will open up your word and show us what you would have for us in it today. We love you, Lord, and we pray that you would help us, Lord. And we thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, the other day, I know last week I told you, um, a dear lady in our church, Mary, had passed away. She's in heaven now. And uh, had her funeral on Thursday. And I had some other messages prepared, but I thought, you know what, let's, let's just speak on what I spoke about at her funeral. Kind of a memorial for her, if you don't mind. I tell you, Mary was quite a lady. She uh, was influential in teaching not only my grandchildren, but my children. I told them the other day at the funeral that, you know, that's kind of a connection between her family and mine. What a what a blessing she was. Not only that, but she was a um, faithful Christian. I know some preachers, they'll call them four-star Christians, right? They're there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They're givers. They're, they give of their, not just money, but their talents and their time. And, you know, she was that kind of a lady very smart and she could get ideas across to the children that I might struggle with to make sure they understood and she did a very good job at it she had other jobs in her life she worked for the IRS and different things but she also was a teacher at the local community college so her talents were you know many Played the piano and played the organ and so forth and so on. And uh, she and her passing will be uh, greatly missed. She really will. She's up there with my mother now. And along with my mother, their influence uh, in our church was was uh, wonderful. It was something that mo that churches would uh, would love to have within their walls of their church and in these few verses one thing it mentions is all these things can't separate us from the love of God not even death 
That's where Satan lost, didn't he? Bought salvation. Death can't separate you from his love. Nothing. That war is done. And now Mary, not being separated from the love of God, is right in the center of the love of God. And I wanted to talk about a couple things about Mary in the life of her, uh, her brother, her life within the context of uh, what a blessing she was in our church. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah 6, 16. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein. And ye shall find rest for your souls, but they said, we will not walk therein. These old paths, I tell you what, as a Sunday school teacher, she taught so many children about these old paths. And they are not old, grown up, and not to be trodden in again. Old fashioned, old news, only the new ways, etc., etc. No, no. She showed the children both in word in the Bible, but also in her life, that they were vibrant, they were true, they were time-tested, they were battle-tested, and they worked. You had to walk in those old paths. She taught other teachers how to teach and showed them how to get across to the, your students these old paths. Like Christian in the Pilgrim's Progress, she walked through some hard times in her life. But as an example to me, she kept on the path. She kept on the path. No matter what happened, she served the Lord. You could tell she was taught. I, I, I got the chance, the privilege to meet her father. Boy, what a guitarist he was. He came to our church with her brother and they played the... Uh, uh, guitars and sang in an old-fashioned way. I like that. Slide guitar and a regular one. As well as at her funeral, her her brothers, they sat there and they played the slide and the regular guitar and sang. What a, what a wonderful thing. They even had a bagpiper there. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. But she showed within her life that no matter what happens, you serve the Lord. Hard times come. What do you do? You hang on tight and serve the Lord. Get in that Bible. Get on your knees. Stay in church. Keep your, keep your eyes on the prize. And she did. Those old paths were the paths that Mary walked. And as an example to me, I want to stay on them. Some people, they look, it's only, you know, that this is like the, they look at the preacher and that's it, you know, or some, uh, some godly minister that they know of that is, you know, publicly, uh, you know, popular. Tell you what, people like Mary are the ones who really dug the wells for our children, for us, not only for those kids, but I'm telling you, she is an example to me.
she'd always pose questions to me because she was in the Word of God, and I had to think about it. I'll miss her. I tell you. So she stayed on the old path. She's she's in heaven now. But I tell you something. There's something she was looking forward to. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me get it myself here. We're going to start in verse 51. The reason why I chose this is because not long before her death, last we spoke, she had said, you know, Mike, I don't think I'm going to make it. I want to see the rapture within my lifetime. I really do. You know. And, uh, well, she's going to see it from the other side now. But she was so exuberant about it. It was a goal of hers. It was uh, something that 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 kept her spirit going, even through all those chemotherapy sessions, all those cancer treatments. She kept thinking about the rapture. But she didn't only think about when times were that way. She, you know, they, she thought about when she was healthy too. About the rapture's coming. What do you mean by rapture? Well, we said that a few a little while back we had a sermon on that, didn't we? But let's read this. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption. And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written. That is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death where is thy sting? O grave where is thy victory? The sting of death is a sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the thing that really spurred Mary on. She wanted to see the rapture. <clears throat> and I certainly do, don't you? I hope so. Along with that spurring her on was what was to come. She took very much joy in reading about prophecy and what was coming to the point where even my, my one grandson, William, he loves these certain scriptures in Revelation. And in fact, he likes the description of them. <laughs> but we're going to read Revelation chapter 22 in the first few verses. And now Mary sees this, you know. And he showed me a pure river, chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 1 through 5. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, 
was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their fore in their foreheads. And there shall be no more night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord given Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. I tell you. And you can go on and on. Descriptions of it all. And she loved to hear about heaven. But the most important thing about heaven, of course, is that we're going to reign and rule with him. We're going to be with our Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. We're going to be, we're going to be there with him. And that is the most important thing about heaven. We will not be separated from our Lord. We'll walk with him. And as I spoke with them the other day at the at the graveyard and at the funeral home, that the one thing for a Christian is that we have hope. Whether it's in death, when we go to be with him like Mary, or whether it's through the rapture, and we'd be with we would be with him through the rapture. Whichever the case is, if you're saved, you're going to be with our Lord. Which leads us to the most important thing. One thing Mary spoke much about, those children, and that I'm internally grateful for, is the gospel. Because she planted and reaped and told people and whether they got saved at the moment or later on in life that they had been uh, told by their Sunday school teacher about this beautiful gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. As far as I know, all my children and grandchildren are saved. And that's something. And that is an inheritance that Mary has now. Did you, ever, did you ever lead somebody to the Lord? It's a wonderful thing. I know it's the Lord does a saving, but we get the privilege to tell. We don't try to talk them into it. We don't bend their arm, but we do tell them. It's our job to tell them. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them. And then it's their job to say yes or no. And Mary did quite a job in telling her class about the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's read just a couple verses to end this in. Romans chapter 10, verses 9, 10, and 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I knew both the funeral and as we're speaking on this subject right now, Mary would not want that message ended without telling people how to be saved. If you but believing in God, believing in Jesus Christ is God, that he rose again on the third day for our sins, died on the cross and rose again, lived a perfect life, born in a, in a baby. And he, he, was, he lived before then, but he's born into the body of a baby. He always was before then. But, and living that life as a human, in a human's body. Perfect. Died. Paid for my sin. Rose again. Sprinkled his blood on the altar in heaven. Paid for that sin. If you believe in that. You believe in that forgiveness. And you ask him to come into your heart and life and forgive you of your sins. Repent of your sins. Turning away from them and to him. He said he would come in. To your heart and your life and you'll be a new creature old things passed away all things new that's what he said that's what that means now we see that little simple verse there that um, verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved call upon the name of how well those first two verses say it right you confess with our mouth that Lord Jesus that he that shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead Thou shalt be saved. And he's your Lord. He's your Savior. And you believe that he rose from the dead for your sins. He said, you'll be saved. You believe that he forgive you of them. Everybody sinned. And we need forgiveness of that. And you get to verse 10. It says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And then you read, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simple, isn't it? The simple gospel that even a child can understand. It's hard to explain. It's so simple, isn't it? A lot of times people trip over believing because it's so simple. But yet it is. You can't earn your way. You can't buy your way. It's not because of who your what your name is, who your father is, what church you belong to. But believing and trusting with faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. That's the message that Mary gave to her class in her life. We're going to end that there. I hope that it was all right to have a little memorial on this podcast. <laughs> Many of you are other countries, I know. But uh, maybe you didn't know Mary. But I'm going to tell you something. We can all learn from her life. Especially making the gospel message a major part of our ministry and service to him. So, a word of prayer, dear Father, just thank you for this day. And I pray, Father, you will help us 
as we go through this week to learn a lesson from this fine lady and serve you. Stay in the old paths. Teach others. Tell people about your coming. Tell people about the gospel story and live it so they see that it's real. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you have a great week, a great Sunday tomorrow. And I pray that you will tell someone about our Lord and Savior and, and uh, lead somebody to Christ this week, would you? And if you would, pray for Mary's family. It would be good. They, they need your prayers. Their brothers, her two boys, Matt and Ed, pray for them, would you? God bless you.